What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you again this week. Not only do we drink and review some delicious beers, but we also got a couple good beer news stories as well as a cold brew list. What are the top 10 rides at Disneyland? Did your ride make the list? We shall see. Now, we're talking about Disneyland, not California Adventures, not Disney World, not Euro Disney, not Tokyo Disney. Disneyland, the first Disney uh, resort theme park, whatever you want to call it now. I don't know what they call it these days. but um, And then we talk a little bit about football. I was able to meet up with Greg Vids' breweries at the Arizona Cardinals-New York Giants game. I guess maybe I, properly I should reverse that because since Arizona was home. But uh, had some fun there. And then, and then after that, we talk about part five of the Disney Plus series, Ahsoka. So don't forget to follow us on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast. Also on Instagram, Cold Brew Podcast and Threads. Maybe I'll throw a, a shout out on Threads. Uh, and one of these days, I'd say my over under for the rest of the year is probably 0.5. <laughs> so if you're gonna throw some money on me, if FanDuel is out there, maybe they'll give you a boost. All right. Without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Oh, this week, great. I mean, well, I'm winding down, but I was on vacation this week, as uh, some of <laughs> yeah. you may or may not know. So, yeah, it's been a good week, crazy week. Uh, felt, felt like forever, to be honest. At the same time, feels good. Oh, yeah. Yep, I know those weeks. That's great. Um, yeah, well, well, I, I do want to have a couple questions. I'll wait till the uh, the end during our drunken shenanigans. So let's get the show started so we can get there. Sounds good. All right, today I have in front of me from our good friends up in Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, from Dark Sky Brewing Company. Excuse me, <clears throat> I, uh, for some reason I stuttered on their name. Dark Sky Brewing Company. I have their. Because you're a stutterer. <laughs> stuttering pricked you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I have their spruce tip lager. Not the whole spruce, but just the tip. Uh, with. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> with added Northern AZ Spruce. 4% alcohol by volume in a 16-ounce can. Um, yeah, that's basically what it is. I, I couldn't find too much more about this. So without further ado, pop off. What do you got? Right. This week, I have a beer um, that was left over from your trip that I got for you. So it's, oh. a, it's a hazy IPA. Now, this is from our good friends at Dust Bowl Brewing Company. Yes. Um, it is their Peach Love and Haze. Now, this is a twist on their normal uh, year round availability beer, what Peace Love and Haze. Hmm. And guess what the difference is? Um, probably there's some peach added. Yes, they added some peach. Nice. So, yeah, it's a hazy IPA with peach from Dust Bowl out of Turlock, California. Uh, not too much uh, description other than. A healthy addition of peach in the fermenter adds another layer of fruit to our tropical peace, love, and haze. All right. 
So without any further ado, pop off. And wait, hold on. This one is uh, 6.3 ABV. Very nice. All right, so this uh, spruce tip lager from Dark Sky is exactly as advertised. It's a super light beer, uh, very um, refreshing, very very light as far as you know the color and on the, in the on the mouthfeel. But there's that that earthiness to it that exactly like when when you're out in the uh, in the woods and you smell that uh, that pine, that spruce, that you know the the evergreen not tip okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> when you first get that tip in your mouth it's exactly like that y'all know what I'm talking about hey no, no uh, what do you call it no kink shaming here dude if that's what floats your boat that's what floats your boat no yes. it's really it's really good it's, it's it's a really good uh it's a really good beer and if that floats your boat be sure to DM our host <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> oh man um but yeah it, it's it's really good like i said it's very light on the on the the mouthfeel and just for uh you out there who are looking for a gluten reduced or vegan beer this will also fit that bill too i, I just looked it up on, on their website this is gluten reduced and also certified vegan all right so how's your beer well, well. Can I just say it's peachy? Hey. <laughs> Very nice. It, it's sweet. It, it's a hazy that just reminds me of the first, uh, you know, juicy hazies I used to have back uh -huh. in the day when the, they're becoming popular. So, yeah, not a lot of happiness, um, not a lot of maltiness, obviously. Just, uh, you know, you, you really taste the uh, the added uh, peach to, uh, to the brew. And at the same time, it's not terrible. Right. It, it's not like it's overdone. It's not like a... It's it's on sour. It's 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 pretty uh, pretty balanced. Just expect the you know if, if you know you're expecting peach with the with the hazy uh, style IPA. Very it's nice. Exactly. Fitting the note. All right, so we will rate our beers later on our Untapped portion of the show. So don't forget to follow us on Untapped so you can see what we rate our beers before the show even comes out. Lucky you. And yeah. Just for a disclaimer. I don't even think I have ever had the um, the regular decibel peace, love, and haze. Okay. Just uh, throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I kind of, you know, don't have the uh, the base to compare it to. Yet, um, it's um, it, it's a good beer. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, it's not like I uh, expect a, a huge difference between the two. Right. Now we get you. We get you. All right, so that takes us to our beer news. And our first story is, well, let me just say that around the world, the uh, Oktoberfest season is upon us. This is the 213th uh, Oktoberfest in Munich. It's a lot of fucking Oktoberfest, man. And of course, all around our nation, there are Oktoberfest celebrations throughout this month and even into early, eh, mid-next, mid-October, where you can hoist a fucking pint of ale or wear your drindles and later hosen, eat 
uh, pretzel, pretzels and drink some Oktoberfest lager beers. And uh, maybe next next week, maybe we do Oktoberfest beers. What do you think? Um, That could be arranged. All right. Very good. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out um, to Oktoberfest to run. There's a lot of stories, a lot of stories in the news about Oktoberfest all over our great nation and all over the world, especially from Munich, Germany, where the official Oktoberfest celebration is uh, celebrated every year, except for you know the what like uh, COVID years and the World War uh, the World War years and all that stuff. Uh, but there is out of Chicago, uh, Illinois, the there is a uh, a celebration that is an alcohol free Oktoberfest called Oktoberfest at Lincoln Park Zoo. They are hosting the Oktoberfest, an all-new, adults-only, non-alcoholic version of Germany's favorite celebration, Oktoberfest. Takes place Sunday, September seventeenth. So it was today. It, it was today. The uh, this day, the day we're recording this, uh, from six p.m. to nine p.m. at Lincoln Park Zoo. So grab your later hosen and drindles, and swing by to sample non-alcoholic beers and zero-proof craft cocktails. And snack on traditional foods such as worst jumbo soft pretzels, complete with mustard flights. Want to learn about the history of Oktoberfest? Stop by and see our award-winning community partners, uh, Dank House German American Cultural Center, to learn how it all started and what's it all really about. This is the inaugural event for anyone 21 years or older. It's an exciting night at the zoo unlike any other just without the booze. Whether you are sober, sober curious, <laughs> or drinking for any other reason, or would just like to socialize for a night without alcohol around, come on out and join the party. So, and and uh, you can purchase tickets. See how much tickets were. There's a link for the tickets here. I'm, Eventbrite is opening up for the tickets, and um, yeah, they, uh, I guess since it's over, I, I can't really see how much the tickets were. Shoot, that would have been nice. But whatevs, um, yeah. I wonder, do the um, do they have that that Oktoberfest Coke? There's an Oktoberfest Coke. Yeah, you know that white powder that they snort. Uh, Oktoberfest. Oh, Remember the oh. on it? <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking. About. We talked about that last year. Yes. Yeah, because that doesn't get you high like cocaine, but you snort it still, right? Yeah. It's a, right. Yeah, if anything, it's, uh, uh, it, it, maybe it's like uh, some kind of caffeine or something. I think it does give you a little right. jolt or something. Right, but th- does that does that go against the whole sobriety notion? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah. I would say it does. Yes. All right, that's all I have for this week. Um, yeah, Oktoberfest is a big thing. There's uh, a couple stories about how Bud Light is. Uh, not faring very well, but um, a lot of investors are very uh, AB InBev um, heavy. So if you are going to do an investment, if you're looking for a stock to buy, AB, AB InBev right now is a hot commodity. But uh, as far as uh, beer news stories, there's not a whole hell of a lot going on right now. So you know what that means? Right. Good idea. Time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the cold brew list. As we As proceed, proceed, proceed to give you what you need. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you've been to the happiest place on earth? 
Ooh, uh, that would be two years ago, I believe. Like in May. So two years like, ago? Oh, yeah, that's right. Two and a half. All right, well, what's up? Um, for those of you that don't know, I was on vacation this week, and uh, my wife and I took our daughters and our nephew and uh, my mother-in-law to Disneyland. Oh, very nice. Did a little family family excursion trip. And um, honestly, I think this was probably going to be like the roughest trip as far as my kids. Because my oldest daughter is like three and a half. And my youngest daughter is a little bit more than one and a half. She's almost two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole we drove. So it's, a, you know, it's like a six and a half hour car ride from uh, where we live. That's pretty rough. And yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, just their age of what they're limited to, what they can do, how long they could hang. I, I think this is not going wood. This is the toughest because I think next year, uh, my if we go, my older daughter will do a lot better. And my younger daughter is, well, she's just more cooperative in general. And hopefully she doesn't lose that <laughs> as much as my older daughter did. Right. You know, and, um, you know. As far as ages, I, I think I'm not saying that they can go all day, but at the same time, I'm thinking they'll be they'll be better off than they were this time. Gotcha. Yeah. So for fun, I'm uh, going to our cheater list, and I'm going to do the top ten rides at Disneyland according to rank. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like the top ten ages to take your kids to Disneyland. Actually, where do you want me to start? You want me to start top ten or top? 15, top. top 10. Let's do top 10 because we, we got some shit to talk about at the end. Okay. So top 10 is going to be Peter Pan's Flight. Oh, okay. Now, I like this one because it's one of the original rides and it's above. The track's above you. You, you like fly around, if you will. Yeah. So yep. I think that's a nice feature. You know, a lot of the ones are the simple. You go on the track, you follow the, the little pathway. You see the same little set pieces and go through. Granted, that's a cool amusement park concept that is pretty much uh, the whole um, idea of, of the theme park. So it works, but Peter Pan's a little bit different. Yeah. And it, it, it's one of uh, Disney's, like, uh, um, one of his, not original ideas, but his original loves, uh, the dark ride. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got the black light and all that. So. Yep, that too, yeah. Alright. Um number nine is the jungle cruise. Ah, that they always make that one fun with the uh the scripts that the the uh the drivers I guess you can call um follow. Yeah, the little little comedic uh, lighter side uh of the uh of the safari, yep. if you will. Um yeah, you know it's got it, it's got the whole survivor feel. It's very well done as far as uh, the whole, um, you know, the not just the ride but the boats and the and the queue and, and the and even the gift shops around it. And it's all it's all a huge part of Adventureland, if you will. Yep. So Jungle Cruise. I didn't see the movie. Did you ever see the movie with the Rock? No, I never. I never did. I didn't really care to see it. It didn't look that good to me. Uh, gotcha. I started. I saw some of it. I just couldn't uh, watch the whole thing because uh, my uh, my daughters wouldn't let me. You know, they had <laughs> I had to attend to them. Yeah. Not that they were scared of it. However, um, the, the Rock did say some of those uh, 
cheesy pun type jokes that the uh, that the navigate that the uh, uh, I don't know the the captains do or the drivers do whatever you want to call. Them. Yeah, the pilots. Yeah. So, um, number eight, the Matterhorn bobsled. Uh yeah, that, that's a classic, man. Got to go on classic. that one. Now, on this trip, I did go on them, and I went on them at night, which is cool. It's a good experience at work because it's you know it's outside, yep. so the darkness helps. Um, I didn't know when exactly they did it, but when they redid the the monsters, um, really cool. I really like how they did them. And then um, there was a scene. I don't know if you remember the scene where like there used to be like a lot of crystals or gems or whatever you want to call them, but instead they they replaced that with the with the crash bobsled, which I thought was a uh, very fitting. Oh, more okay. like, you know. Yep. For more, uh, what's it called? Added, I guess. added excitement. There you go. All right. Number seven. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Oh, I think that one should be a little bit higher, but yeah, yeah. that's a great game. Or a uh, great ride. Spread. Yeah good ride um what's it called good effects as far as uh kind of like uh the uh the in uh what i want to say involving you or like you know the the audience participation if you will. yep mm-hmm. and um and then the the little adventure scene at the end and or the little adventure part in the cart and stuff it's good they yeah. they really uh they really add to themselves. Yeah, they they integrate like even standing in line and even part of the standing in line. They they kind of like uh, start uh, initiate you with the video and everything, and then even uh, they even transport you quote transport you to the ride and everything. It's just it's amazing. It's an amazing ride. It should be a little bit higher, but maybe it's just because it's new and not everyone has ridden it. Yeah, um, the whole. Uh the whole newness of it, trying to like, you know, getting on it by getting in the online queue and stuff. They, they don't do that anymore. It's, it's, um, the excitement has, uh, killed back enough where it's just, uh, a, a normal ride with a lightning lane capability and stuff like that too. So it's, yeah. um, it, it's, it's becoming a uh, pretty, pretty popular and common in that aspect. Also, um, I just wanted to throw out there, when I went on that this time, um, for whatever reason, it broke down, and we got into the part where um, they, uh, well, they capture us, right? Yeah. And oh they, yeah. They put they put us in the room for interrogation, and and you know, Kylo Ren comes out, and then they're supposed to, um, you know, they're supposed to break us out of that room and put us in the little carts. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that wall for whatever reason didn't open, so they had to take us out and put us in enough. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was Kylo's fault, dude. He he had something to do with it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I blame him. <laughs> All right. What's next? Number six. Indiana Jones and the te- and the Temple of the Forbidden Knife. I hate that ride. Oh, uh, you do? Takes too long to get on. And then once, you, once you're there, well, once I'm there, I get uh, um, motion sickness. And it's not that fun for me anyway. Uh, I, I get it. it. It does jerk you around a little bit, little little um, little bit of like the, yeah, the motion simulator on a track. So mm-hmm. I get that. Um, I, I like it. I like. I think the concept was uh, really good as far as involving the whole um, 
um, Indiana Jones, uh, you know, archaeological uh, mythos. I yeah. That. I, I get I get that part, and and I really dig the uh, the ambiance and everything, and and what they're going for with the ride. I just I just don't like the ride itself. Yeah, no so, But anyway, all right. What's next? Uh, number five. Um, better question this one because it's no longer gonna be what it is. But Splash Mountain, the log ride. Oh uh, yeah, it's getting retooled for um, theme wise. I'm going from a Song of the South theme. Which um, in today's climate, uh, kind of want to be politically correct now, Disney. Mm-hmm. So they're going with uh, the Princess and the Frog theme, right? Um, not I, I don't even I haven't seen that movie yet. Although my my daughter knows the princess and um, the bad guy, uh, I, so I don't know if she's seen it or just seen parts of it. But um, I'm not sure how they're gonna. Uh, well, <laughs> what do I say? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the big change is going to be as far as uh, the the ride, other than the decor. I'm sure the track and everything will be the same. So I'm not sure what story they're going to tell. Yeah, no, I get that because of the uh, the whole the, yeah, it, it, like you said, they, they they do tell a story on that ride. Um, but it's still it is still kind of like I can see them still using the paddle boat at the end because it's still like the you know Louisiana Delta. They could use that whole motif. Um, they oh, just yeah. have to change the characters. No, definitely, yeah. I mean, the little, the little, um, you know, uh, like just those random little jumping, you know, the water fountains that jump, you know, and, and the black light and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can see a lot of that being the same, yep. but definitely get rid of the Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear stuff. Yeah. And then I, you know, the end could still be a, a total escape. I, I don't know the, if they could, if there's a swerve in the movie, like, uh, I have not like, seen the movie either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's keep going. But just for the record, I mean, uh, log rides are a huge, huge staple at uh, amusement park. So hopefully they, they get back up. And, and I could see it being at number five, even re uh, recast, if you will. Yep. <laughs> number four, surprisingly, uh, right now, this time of year, huge popular is The Haunted Mansion. Yeah. With the, uh, the new movie remake out, too. The popularity is crazy. And right next to it, too, they added a new restaurant that is actually serving alcohol inside Disneyland. Disneyland's now. now serving alcohol. Like, the week I went, they started new places that serve alcohol outside of Ogus Cantina in Star Wars Land. Mm-hmm. However, I believe the rules are they're still at the restaurant only. So, like, these these little patio places were packed. It was, like, happy <laughs> hour. You know? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I saw my wife. You wonder how cheap Disneyland would be if they sold alcohol from day one, because you know they're, they're you know they're raking it in. Oh you know? fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> yep. And they can they can charge a premium at that place right now. Oh my god, they oh, would yeah. be hand over fist. Right, <laughs> they would make more at the uh, <laughs> at the gate, right? Then the t- turnstile. Yes, they would. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Kids can't drink. Kids no. But yeah, but but who takes the kids there? The parents, and they sometimes they need a drink. Oh, for sure. All right, number three, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Now I love this ride. It yeah. was like the first Disney uh, big Disney roller coaster I've been on personally, mm-hmm. and probably me too. Crazy story to tell you, we were on it and it broke down. Really, we had to get off and walk off the track. <laughs> I have pictures. 
I have pictures. I'll send them to you. You could post them the day the show drops, but I've never experienced that or thought I'd have to experience that, but it's crazy. Where, where were you on the track? Uh, on the initial climb? Yeah, the initial climb. <laughs> wow. Yeah, which is crazy because some people got like on the random uh, spot of the, 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 the ride it stopped and uh, they had to get off from there, so. Wow. Yeah. But Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, number three. Not mad at that. Yep. Fun ride. Number two, uh, Base Mountain, baby. Oh, I ride shit. it all night long. Yep. Is this oldest, still... li- oh, or oldest ride, longest line. I got the shit. Oh, my man. That that ride, it takes forever to get on, too. And during you know, this... Me, my, my older niece, we... um. We actually, oh yeah, we, that's another thing. I, I told you who we went with, but we we met my niece down there, and um, we uh, we did single rider, and we uh, we actually you know waited like eight minutes to get on, like less than ten. Oh wow, it was cool. Um, and for me, that was the first time I've been on Space Mountain in a long time where it was just regular Space Mountain. Because before I went, I remember it was uh, Hyper Space Mountain, which yeah. had the Star Wars theme to it. I remember I went, and it was like. Um, Ghost Galaxy or something like that, or Ghoul Galaxy. It was like a haunted theme. Oh, I never, and, I never experienced that. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And then I think, I think the year I went with you guys, it was uh, Aerosmith. It like so it had a rock theme. Oh yeah, that's right. It was like, uh, uh, was that? Um, shoot, I forgot what song they. It was like they they redid that uh, that Stevie Wonder song. Uh, I I just thought they were just playing uh, Aerosmith just on rotation. I didn't know they they had a. A specific song. I mean, I knew, I knew it was playing when we got oh. there. But I, yeah. Oh no no! I, I, excuse me. I, I was thinking the uh, the one time I went there um, with my ex, and it was a uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers theme. It was the, when they redid that Steve One song, uh, that uh, the Higher Ground song. Oh okay. But but I could be uh, mistaken for the the, the the California Adventure roller coaster because they they had that one that uh, all Red Hot Chili Peppered out. Oh okay. I'm mixing my shits up, but. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been on like a Space Mountain when it was just regular old Space Mountain in fucking years. Probably since like uh, that year I graduated uh, high school, and then me and a few of our my friends went down there for uh, for our senior trip. Uh, yeah. So same. I mean, like there was a huge gap between the you know me going to Disneyland like as a older person versus uh, you know the family vacation with with our parents. So yeah. You know what I miss too is um, I remember the um, the uh, the carts used to have uh, the uh, the glow in the dark uh, stripes on them. So oh yeah, them. Uh-huh. they don't have that no more. So you, you don't see other cars where they're at in the track or anything like that, or at least I oh, could. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, along the sides, the big huge stripe along yeah. the side. Yeah, yeah. All right, number one. Uh, I think you probably guessed it by now, but the highly successful, highly marketable Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fun ride, classic ride. Yeah. They switched it up a lot. You know, um, like, I don't know if you remember. Did you remember, like, they um, they added, after the movie, they added that whole Davy Jones thing? Yeah. Like, the little fog machine. Well, that's not there no more. Oh, okay. So... The the mist, yeah, the the hologram on the mist or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Is uh, is Johnny still I mean, on there? 
Yeah, Jack Sparrow's still on there. Okay. They invested too much to do that for it not to do it. But, yeah. you know, the whole um, the whole bride auction is now like a chicken auction. And, and you know, a few of the, the more drunken people are a little bit more tame. So it, it was interesting. But what I really liked about going on that ride uh, this time was uh, both my girls, they really liked it. Really? Granted, they were a little, they were a little, you know, appreh- apprehensive with the drops. But once we got cruising along, um, yeah, they, they, they liked it. Um, my older one. She knows the song, or at least the Yo Ho Yo Ho part. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're, and they're like baby drops, really. They're nothing too crazy, right? But they are a little bit, um, you know, when when you're one and three years old, they, it's a little bit more than you're used to. <laughs> well, we sat in the front too. We got wet, so. Oh, okay, all right, awesome, man. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys took them on there, and, and they had a good time. Oh, definitely. Right on. And now that your uh, el- your eldest daughter is. Uh, Super used to roller coasters now. There's probably no sweat, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> she can handle the uh, Snoopy roller coaster. She can handle anything at Disneyland. You get the order. Pretty much. Um, what other like? Uh, okay, that was a great list. But you know, with the one and three year old in tow, um, what are some of the other ones that they that they really enjoyed going on? Um, they like the storybook ride and uh, the Casey Junior train circus train. Cause, oh uh, yeah. They kind of go together, if you will. Yeah, they're right there, like in the same plot almost. Yeah, so the, like they like looking at the little miniatures, especially because like Cinderella's castle and, and uh, the oh shit, the Frozen. What's it called? Arendelle. Uh, yeah, Arendelle. Arendelle. Yeah, the Arendelle. Um, oh, I didn't know they had that in there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know they they like that. Um, let's see, they liked um. Well, my older one liked the carousel. My younger one, she didn't all of a sudden. So hmm. that's kind of weird. Um, let's see. Oh, it was kind of funny. Was um, we um, we took them on the Spider Man ride. Oh yeah. Uh huh. My my youngest daughter, she got zero points. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> my, my older daughter, she's all right. But um, we were telling my older daughter like if she's scared, just you know shoot him like Spider Man. So she was doing that on Pirates of the Caribbean. It's pretty fun. <laughs> that's cute <laughs> oh right on man oh good times uh, good times that's the, oh they like small world I mean that was mm. the first one I can't stand we that right one that Mickey and Minnie railroad or whatever we didn't do that one okay that one had a pretty long line constantly yeah that's the thing we, we tried to cut out the uh, the, the long line the long line uh, yeah kids aren't really good with long lines yeah yeah, definitely. Is there a new ride in Toontown? I heard there was. Yeah, that's the that's the Mickey and Minnie Railroad. Oh, okay, okay. I I, I didn't know that it was back there. I thought it was uh, somewhere else in the park. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't even know how, how fast that is or what it is, but yeah, uh-huh. we didn't go back to Toontown to be honest. Oh, okay. Shoot, there. Yeah, there's a lot to do in Toontown. Well, there's something to do when you go back next time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Oh, we went on uh, Snow White. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, Last yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think what else we went on. We went on the um, the in, the Inside Out themed one. I forgot what it's called. Oh, uh, there's, I didn't know there was one. Yeah. It's huh. in the picture here. It's like a, it's just like a little, um, 
it, it like spins and your carts go up and down. Oh, okay. All right. Were you angry or were you uh, joy? I <laughs> were <forgot>. you fear? <laughs> I don't know. I think we were the red one, whatever the red one is. Angry. Anger. Yeah, I like that guy. He blows his top all the time. Huh. And then um, we did the carousel there, the Jesse from uh, Toy Story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. The crib ended up or whatever. That's mm-hmm. that curse. My daughter, my older daughter likes that one too. <laughs> it, it's a variety of animals, not just horses. Oh, and, and speaking of which, you guys met a bunch of characters, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Elsa and Anna. Yeah. I mean, it looked like your older, the pictures you sent, it looks like she was in, in heaven, like meeting all the oh. characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Your youngest is like, all right, what's going on over there um, <laughs> over the camera shoulder? <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, but I mean, that's to be expected. But I know you and, and your wife love Disneyland, so you you guys will be back there uh, plenty of times um, until they get too old and they don't want to be with you no more. Pretty much. Almost <laughs> like that. Yeah. And free us. Yeah. Cool, man. Hey, how's your beer treating you? Good. Good. Sit on it. Yeah. Um, warmed up so it opened up a little bit. Right, cool man. We're gonna rate our beers right now on Untapped. So whip it out, your phone that is, and search uh, Cold Brew Podcast. And right now you had by uh, I remember Dust Bowl because our good friend uh, Lauren Young used to work there. Oh, she doesn't go by your. Uh, I don't know what her new last name is to be honest. But uh, Lauren um, used to work there at Dust Bowl, and you had the uh, was it Peach Love and Music? What's it called? <laughs> Peach Love Haze. Oh yeah, Peach Love. Haze. There it is. Peach Love and Haze by Dust Bowl. What would you like to rate the, to rate this beer at? I'll give it 3.6. 3.6. As an overall rating right now, 3.84. So you're not that far off. And uh, none of our friends have rated it. So uh, let's see here. What notes would you like to leave on this beer? Um, just sweet, peachy, <laughs> and balanced. Balanced. Awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Save and check in. Let me close all these cards here. And I had by Dark Sky Brewing their Spruce Tip Lager. Um, I do like this one. It's not, uh, it's not my favorite lager. I think it's kind of danky for it to be a lager. Um, it doesn't really, um, it's not as refreshing as I would like it to be. Now, if you were going to rate this like a, as in like I, IPL, it would be right way up there as an IPL, but I'm not going to rate it as that. I'm just going to rate it as a standard lager. I'm going to give this a 3.4. It's good. It's not great as far as loggers go. So let me see. Let me look this one up. Hey, I bet you Untap is going to be totally against me. It's going to be like a 4.4. So a 3.4. Let's see here. Um, spruce tip. And there it is. As an overall rating. Oh, 3.45. Okay, so I'm not wrong. So everyone probably feels the same way I feel. And I am going to say it is. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> just. <laughs> this is going to be kind of a jokey one. Just the tip. I want the whole thing. Hi-yo. Save and check in. 
Excellent. Excellent. Um, um, I went to the uh, to the Cardinals Giants game uh, today, and it, I'm not talking about baseball. I'm talking about the New York Football Giants against the Arizona Football Cardinals. And you know, I I I went there. I was just first off, I got to say my my ticket, my my entry ticket was cheaper than my parking pass, which I thought was hilarious. And um, I had a good time. I met up with with my friend Greg visits breweries on Instagram, and uh, I, uh, he was there with his family. I met his wife and his two kids. Um, I've seen his wife and his son on his Instagram page a few times. And I, I don't think I've seen his daughter. If, if I had seen his daughter, I don't remember. But I got to meet um, all of them. And we hung out, um, had a few beers. Uh, he's a Giants fan. And so they all were decked out in Giants. His daughter works for SoFi Stadium in L.A. So she had a uh, um, Chargers uh, gear on. But she's I found out she's a Niner fan, though. So I kind of liked her already. And, uh, yeah, we, we had uh, some beers out in the parking lot. And then I went in. I was by myself. They, they had... They had really good seats, like down at the second level. I bought nosebleeds, and um, yeah, I just I walked around, dude. <laughs> I was watching the red zone, and so I didn't even realize. Like before, I knew it. Like I looked up, and the uh, the Cardinals, I think, were up like fourteen nothing. Like really, <laughs> they're winning. And I left yeah. at halftime, and then it turned out to be a really close game. I was, like you know, it went down all the way to the end. I think the Giants pulled it out. Yeah, the Giants won on the, on the last minute field goal. That was. That's my thing. Where's that? Where'd that Dobbins guy come from? Dobbs? Yeah, Dobbs. I think he was. Wasn't he in Cleveland for a little bit? Uh, see, I don't. I don't know. I remember him having a cup of coffee in Cleveland. Oh. But um, yeah, they the it was a close game. It was an exciting game, and um, you know, good good for my uh, my friend Greg because he he's a Giants fan, and they only come out here like maybe once every four years, and so he got to see them win, and uh, he uh, um. Yeah, uh, the, it was a actually turned out to be a good game. I left that halftime though and went over to uh, Throne Brewing, uh, where my friend Ali works, and had a beer there. Had a couple beers there actually, and then uh, drove home and uh, took a nap during Sunday night football, um, and then woke up to do this uh, podcast. Did you catch the rest of the game? Uh yeah, you know I was I was watching uh, Red Zone uh, when I was over at Throne, so yeah, I, I caught I caught some of it. I caught all the scoring plays. What did you think of the night of the game? Because like, you got to see the whole thing. Yeah, I thought um, I just thought the defense got a little, a little, uh, caught a little flat-footed. Um, okay. The whole crossing routes with that number uh, seventeen guy um, made him look like a better player than he probably is. I mean, not not to take away from him. Yeah. But uh, you know, second half definitely uh, defense dominated with the two turnovers. So can't be mad. I mean, you know, the. The D line wasn't getting there though. I don't think they got enough pressure with Bosa, with with Hartgrave, with uh, Armstead. I mean, Warner got that sack on a blitz that kind of, uh, you know, got got the momentum shift going. Oh yeah, that's right. And the uh, the what do you call that? The pickoff too, right? It, not Warner. Oliver got a pick, and uh, and Demo got a pick. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't mean uh, um, Warner, but like uh, the. The what do you call it? The uh, the interception was, was a, a good uh, momentum shifter too. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just glad they won. I mean, because it was such a close game, and, and the Rams aren't supposed to be a very good team this year. 
And so the fact that they were struggling against the Rams early, I'm like, uh, like, what does this mean? Is it just is it just division or are the the Niners uh, like struggling from fatigue from a, a great road victory last week? But they they pulled it out. Yeah. No. Um. You know that was the thing. Um. That Oliver guy, he got the uh, he got the pick, and then the Niners go down and they only um. They get they get a field goal out of it, which is okay. So it's points off turnover. Granted, you rather have a touchdown than a field goal, but it's still three points. And then the the next drive, or the Niners kick it, and they they do a three and out, so they get the ball back there. So that that was really uh, kind of a you know statistically when you do stuff like that, it really yeah. improves your chance of winning. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. You are correct. You know, I, I uh, did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Just um, yeah, um, the I, I didn't know that too. I mean, uh, the offense looked solid. I mean, you know, uh, Ayuk was was in and out of the game with the with the neck injury. I didn't know how bad it is. Obviously, he finished the game, but it, yeah, they just kind of looked a little stuttery. I mean, you know, McCaffrey had that big fifty something yard run that yeah. was great, but yeah, um, you know, Purdy had a few overthrows at the same time. It's 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 a uh, it it just seemed like they were a little flat, yet they still won. So how could you uh, complain? Complain? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The W's all that counts. Yeah. I mean, you know, wins don't come by. You know, <laughs> it's not it's not an easy league. You know. Right. And I'm totally glad I put them in a tease, so I ended up uh, winning my three leg my three leg bet. Oh, there you go. I had them, uh, the Eagles, and the. Shoot, what was the other one? It was another like a, a oh, um, the the Cowboys. I had them all in a T, so they just barely they had to win like each by one or two points. Um, also speaking of speaking of betting too, I I did like the, a Colorado thing, so I bet on Colorado University, uh, the Rockies, and the Broncos to win, and I thought out of all of those. The uh, the Buffalo game, Buffalo versus uh, Rams, right? The Colorado State Rams. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a shoe in, and, and that turned out to be a nail biter. Um, fortunately, they won, and then the Rockies beat the Giants. I'm like, cool, like like I'm sailing to victory here, and then the the Broncos lost by two points, so they, they lost two games in a row. What the fuck's going on with Peyton? I thought he was going to be like the uh, he was the the going to be the savior of the season. Now they're like zero two, sitting zero two, right? Yeah. Wait, did you bet on the Giants game yesterday or today? Because I thought I thought they won today. Um, it must have been yesterday. Uh, yesterday's game, the Saturday game. Okay, because they won like ten to eleven today. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was a it was a high scoring game today, but no, it was because it was Colorado and uh, the Rockies, the Colorado Buffaloes and the Colorado Rockies on Saturday, and then the Broncos game today. So I'm like, cool. Uh- I, I won two legs in my bet. Everything's looking good, and then the Broncos shit the bet yet again. Right. Yeah, that was the thing too. Is like everyone's like, "Oh, the, the the Giants with the hell or the Broncos with the hell Mary." I was like, "Wait a minute, it wasn't to win though." I mean, <laughs> yeah. They they had to go for two, and they didn't get it. I mean, so what's the point, you know? Yeah. They're just looking to go to overtime. Yep. Anyway. All right, and then there's two Monday night games, which is weird because usually they have two Monday night games on the first week of the season. Now they're having two Monday Monday night games on the second week. Is there any reason why? What am I missing? Do you know? No, I, I'm not sure if it was a, a coverage thing as mm. far as uh, 
like the the locales. However, okay. um, yeah. All right. Well, anyway. All right. Let's get to the uh, the Disney Plus show Ahsoka. You ready? Sure. All right. Part five: Shadow Warrior. Um, in the beginning, Hera and her crew of people are her squadron, if you will, are searching for Ahsoka and Sabine on Setos, yet they struggle to come up with anything. Um, and, the, and then we flash to it, this keeps going back from Setos to World Between Worlds. We don't even go to the, uh, the Eye of Scion or whatever they call it, uh, and Sabine and, and Morgan and Balon. They're, they're gone. They're, they're not even in this episode. It's just basically on Setos the whole time and the World Between Worlds. Yes, sir. Um, in the World Between Worlds, uh, Anakin gives Ahsoka, uh, they give, gives her, her her final lesson or a lesson, I should say, and it's either live or die. Um, <laughs> I was thinking skate or die. I was also thinking uh, live or die from fucking uh, Karate Kid 2. <laughs> um, and then they start sabering. Um, they, you know, they start fighting and, uh, you think, um, oh, actually they start fighting and then they cut back to the real world and, uh, Jason, uh, Hera's son, who is also the son of, uh, what's the name? Canon Jarrus or Canon Jarrus? Canan Jarrus? Yeah. Forgot his name. Um, he can, uh, hear something. He's hears something in the water. Turns out it was lightsabers. He can actually hear the lightsaber in going on um, over the roars of the ocean, and uh, and that's when like the uh, that's when it hit me. That's when the feels hit me because uh, the the music in in this episode is was was so fucking good, man. It hit me with all the Skywalker saga feels. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, just all the flashbacks with all the 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 Clone Wars stuff. I mean, it was it was it was cool. Yeah, it's cool to see. Translated live action and uh, and work and kind of be relevant and tie everything together. Yep. Um, so Hera and their squadron they fly over the water. They're going back and forth, and then we go back to the world between worlds where Ahsoka and Anakin they're still fighting. And then you think Ahso- Ahsoka gets the upper hand, but Anakin uh, slashes the ground that they're on or the little platform, and it's like glass, and it just shatters, and then they fall into another world that turns out to be a battlefield in the Clone Wars. Now I didn't watch the Clone Wars um, uh, series, so I don't know if this is from one of those episodes or if they even covered this battlefield. But then uh, you know, everyone, everyone, the uh, 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 Anakin and Soka are like uh, they're younger, and they actually look younger. They they did the CGI to make them look well. Of course, I think Ahsoka was probably a different actor, right? Yeah, different actress. In fact, she uh, the thing is she played. Uh, Gamora in Avengers, the young Gamora. Oh, okay. And she, she played another child uh, too. That like so one uh, one of the nerd pages I follow on social media. Yeah. Did like oh, uh, a little uh, uh, you know callback. You know. She she was really good. I thought she was excellent in in this episode. As far as be, you know, acting her acting uh, prowess was really fucking good. Yeah. Rosario Dawson better watch out. She's gonna take her place. Um, Ahsoka pauses uh, at a wounded warrior. This is when she's a, a lot younger. She's like a, maybe a teenager, I'm going to say, adolescent age. Um, but she pauses at a wounded warrior and um, <laughs> she like 
she's taking in the uh, the gravity of the situation. You know, the the behind the lines. You know, the uh, um, like the hospital bay, or if you will, the hospital triage area of war, and uh, she feels it really deep. And so I'm wondering if Ahsoka is part Italian. <laughs> uh, Anakin gives her uh, a lesson about war. You know, war is not always great. You know, that always, and you, um, you're not always going to make the right choice, but you have to live with the choices you make. You know, basically, he basically tells her, like, you know, be tough. I thought you were going to add something to that. Well, I said, what is it good for? <laughs> yes, war. What is it good for? <laughs> And then, yeah, and then Anakin replies, absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, we're back on Citos now, and the squadron can't find anything. And the fuel's running out. And they're feeling the pressure of finding Ahsoka and Sabine. Um, now we're back on the Clone Wars, in the Clone Wars uh, segment. Um, and it's the Siege of Mandalore, which they were not part of, because Ahsoka says, I already left you by, by now. But they're there in the in on the battlefield. Um, Ahsoka calls out Anakin um, for being an asshole, and then the saber time again. And like when he when he uh, turns on his saber, it, it turns red. So now he's like a uh, uh, evil Anakin. And he turns around. He's like uh, Mustafar Anakin against uh, when uh, he took on Obi Wan, right? Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, and then they're fighting, and Anakin kicks Ahsoka, and she falls into the world between worlds. Uh, they fight some more, and that's like when he's, he flashes a couple times uh, to Vader. Like, he's Vader, then Anakin, Vader, then Anakin. And uh, he sh- uh, Ahsoka gets the upper hand and takes his lightsaber out of his hand, holds it up to his uh, throat, and she, she chooses to live. And then he disappears, and then and that's what she kind of uh they don't show her going back to the sea toss but we see her in the water and one of the rebel pilots uh dives in and picks her out and then she wakes up about a day later or as hu yang says a one rotation later and uh she and hera go back to the uh the, the hinge place and she force feels um where sabine may have went and <laughs> then they fly up into the air to the pergo and she mind melds she does a fucking spock mind meld to a purgle and then they end up um hyperspacing to uh to where sabine was well hopefully to where sabine and uh got taken to uh on the eye of scion and yeah that's pretty much uh the whole episode um did i miss anything or would you like to add anything this episode no not really um the whole um the other side is just the uh what do I want to say the um the world between worlds no that no the, the government like giving uh what's her name Hera yeah like uh and and mom uh, mom yeah like saying you know we don't know we shouldn't be spending our time with this yeah kind of like bringing, like kind of discouraging them and that Carson guy the the um the X-wing pilot oh yeah kind of like covering like it just seems like the I, I get it it's for the story but it just seems like they're kind of too hard that there's a lot of uh a lot of slack given to this whole thrawn possibility you know yeah yeah i get because, that 
I, th- I guess because, the, you know, yeah. Eventually, like, you know why? It's because you know the the first order comes back because of Thrawn. So it's kind of like you know the whole there. There's a there is a, a lot of uh, imperial loyalists still around. Yeah, and I'm wondering how they get there without Thrawn being in the Star Wars seven, eight, and nine. So I, I'm kind of curious on that part. Like, does he get defeated eventually, but still accomplish uh, his goal? Yeah, I don't know how much he accomplishes, but the, in the in the comic, yeah, he was, he's killed in the comic book. He's dead. Okay. You know, Thrawn, Thrawn is dead before uh, the Force Awakens. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious on how they get there. Or it, it, we might not even see it. Well, it might not even happen in this season. It might take a couple seasons. It, it might not even be in this uh, in this series. It might be a different series. So right. we'll see. Yeah, they're, they're talking about still doing a like a even even as I don't know as far as they go with this this season that there still might be a, a movie for uh, for the Thrawn uh, um, novels called uh, the Heir to the Empire. So oh okay, that that. That might be worth watching. All right, man. Uh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode of Cold Brew? No. Just uh, thank you for listening. Yep. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. We raise the ball and we put it in your ear no matter who you are.